welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. Okay. This week, I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming Sam Hogwood to the show. After 20 years as an EA in London, Sam embarked on a new adventure as a virtual assistant in 2019. As her business grew, so did her love of writing. During the pandemic and after training and working with a couple of copy coaches and mentors, Sam took the leap and became a copywriter and researcher. Sam now helps business owners straighten out messy ideas in their head by writing impactful, persuasive copy that tells the story of them and their brand. She loves the challenge of unravelling large amounts of information into concise, easy to digest information. A real talent, Sam. Mm. Sam, it's lovely to have you here. And I am so looking forward to learning more about your career and its evolution. Let's start with you telling our listeners a little bit about where how you got to where you are now ah right so well yes uh lovely to meet you and uh meet you properly and um yes i i did spend 20 years in in corporate life as a as a pa um and um basically i hadn't been very happy for quite some time in corporate world you know, I think you'll hear a lot of people who've transitioned from PA to VA or, you know, friends who are still PAs saying, you know, I mean, apart from the fact that you've got this immense commute, it might obviously it's changed now because of the pandemic, flexible remote working and all that kind of thing. But I was just, I just find the commute and corporate life and the rules and the politics and the the, the sort of daily grind of it all just really um, very stressful in the end. And I really wasn't getting much out of um, where I wanted to be as a PA. I wasn't able to sort of really stretch myself. And of course, the pay could be pretty lousy. So I just basically, um, I'd left one job after three years. And I'd been there uh, for about just over three years a very sort of demanding ex-diplomat uh lady boss um you know it, it, it was good but it was just incredibly stressful mm-hmm. I decided I needed more money and I, I just wanted to to get more out of a job and so I left that job and went into uh another one which was kind of board level yeah and um very kind of a lot more senior than uh, I'd, 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 you know, I'd had involvement with kind of board members and and people like that and that level of, um, you know, work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I left there, but in within four months, it was 
unbelievably stressful, even more stressful than the job I had previously. It was really tough. Yeah, Yeah. I think people forget how stressful these roles can be, particularly if you are in a full-time employed role. You You do take on a huge amount of sort of burden I guess because Mm. we take it all terribly personally and and the sort of piece about you know what does success look like for an employed PA quite often is that whole being responsive being responsible etc and that does take its toll were you commuting up to London for this job as well Yes, and uh, the the job I'd had previous to the to the the latter job, um, oh, it was a good hour and a half each way, good hour and a half. So I think I was commuting up to you know with traffic and oh waiting for trains and all that kind of thing it was up to four hours a day, and it it just felt like I was just my life was just ebbing away, you know, which sounds very dramatic, but yeah, it was just really taking its toll. And I, I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. And then the latter job was, the the commute was better, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was, it was just incredibly full on all the time. And if you're doing it five days a week, like you say, um, it really does start to take its toll. Really did. Yeah, yeah. understood about that. So was it a conscious decision then to switch from sort of PA to VA or? Well, was there something else that happened that sort of triggered it? How did you kind of get to that point when you went, oh, actually, this is I'm going to have a complete change here? Yes. Well, I I literally I left this job after four months overnight. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this is a good idea, yeah. you know, <laughs> so I it left doesn't, the office. doesn't sound like the sort of thing that you've historically done either. <laughs> no, exactly. So I left the office. And I didn't go back. I was just, I just that much had enough, you know. And so I, you know, I was at home, uh, just worried, sick about what I was going to do next. And long story short, I ended up in the end uh, going back to do some temp work Mm -hmm. at Bupa of all places, actually. Um, And honestly, my my experience, funnily enough, was, was quite different. You know, there were... Uh, I mean, I've got good friends from all the jobs I've had, especially yeah. PAs. But um, I, um, oh God, I've got Ginger Cat here. So sorry. Oh, we always love a little guest visitor. Oh, yeah, Sam's got the most beautiful. He's got these massive ginger white cats. Yes, <laughs> I know he's huge. He's after his dinner, aren't you? I should have shut the door. So sorry, Katie. Side right, or what is it? Stage right entrance. I know. I know. Shall I? Shall I? I'll see how he does. Um. Yes. So, what was I doing? So I went back to Bupa and uh, some lovely people. And I. But the thing is, I didn't want a full time job anymore. I didn't want a permanent role anymore. And I think because I'd made that decision, I felt better about things but I did need to earn money and basically mm-hmm. I went round to Bupa while I was still trying to suss out what I was going to do next uh, and I went from several departments you know they'd need me for a week or two in one and then I just floated about basically that's quite fun isn't it and that's it was good nice, you know yeah, you get yes. a real view as to yes. who does what where and when exactly understanding how business works yeah I, gosh, yeah no I yes. 
I had some temping experience. But... Oh, yes. <laughs> well, it was, you know, because temping can be quite precarious, can't it? Yes, you just never know absolutely. what's going to happen. And, you you know, you and if you've got to earn money, mm. um, you know, and a certain amount of money every month, you've, you know, you, you quite often don't have much choice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was lucky in that sense. But that, that enabled me to earn the money, have a hoot and um they had the most amazing um restaurant as well an incredible place to share yes i can imagine Booth it was it was well really good really yes great employer really good employee relations yeah it was really imagine. good and i just got fatter and all that kind of stuff as i tempted and i think i must have been there on and off for about sort of 18 months but I was starting to do other things at the same time. I doubled my foot or what, whatever the term is in, um, what was it? Um, network marketing, but that was awful. And, um, you know, multi-level marketing. Yeah. Um, but that did teach me a lot about, you know, thinking, uh, mindset, self-development. That took me right down that path of helping me to realize, actually, there's a lot more out here than meet CI and it's not just the nine to five but but in the end I decided to to take a leap of faith and that's when I'd done quite a bit of stalking of Amanda Johnson the um VACT you know coach and mentor of virtual assistants award-winning awesome woman that she is and um I decided to do the VACT training course VA coaching and training yes and I think that was actually mind you that was back in that was back in 2018-19. So I sort of left the city, was still temping, went back to yeah. temping, yeah. dabbling in network marketing and not really not enjoying it at all. No. And then I decided I needed to take a leap, leap of faith. So I invested in that course and it took me quite a few months to do that. But um um, and then I, I, love, I love the idea of stalking Amanda Johnson. <laughs> I hope Amanda's listening to this because I, 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 I doubt listen. very much that you're the only person who's stalked for many years. <laughs> I know, and her backstory is really interesting. Yeah, as well, isn't it? You know, ex naval officer, yes. and her story is incredible. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I decided to do that course, and of course, I met some amazing women um, because uh, there there are men in in the community now but um that you know it's not very many, many and not, not many enough. <laughs> not enough so but there were none um back then and this is like I suppose five years ago now yeah and that's where I started to become um you know a virtual assistant I was quite slow to get off the ground yeah um but it was 2019-20 that um my VA business started to um take off if you like I had quite a few clients um it's absolutely nerve-wracking when you're learning new tech and all those things um and my confidence still really needed building up yeah, um, yeah. and that's very natural I it's think very natural there are very few people who would start a VA business and say oh well day one I was feeling so confident because that's yeah. not the nature of who we are no. um, and I think most people who come into running their own business do it having never run a business in the past before oh, and that in itself has got its own sort of level of of kind exactly. of slight wobble it areas you know those sort yes. of oh, how do you run a business kind of stuff so I, I know and I think doing the course is a really sensible really sensible way to go yes it was fantastic 
with the temping stuff that was going on at the same exactly time. yeah you, you know so the exactly so that sort of kept kept skills up and 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 part of the course was amanda teaching you you know it's not just about having those skills but it's learning how to um start build and grow a business as well you know which is a whole different kettle of fish we'll come back to the coaching element i've got some specific questions i'd love to chat you through chat to you about What, what do you think on reflection the sort of most important or or certainly from you, your point of view, the most valuable skills that you were able to transfer from that kind of PA, EA, employed role into being a, a, into being a VA? I think um, apart from the fact that you, you know, you, I, I was a, a really good diary manager, inbox manager, doing all the juggling. Yeah. Um, I think I think still to this day it's it's not just the tech skills and and the ability to obviously have brilliant very good um organizational skills but it's also your soft skills. Yeah. So I think you definitely have to have a really good level of emotional intelligence because you're 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 dealing with so many diverse uh personalities different ages backgrounds you know seniority and and all that kind of thing I think and you're the gatekeeper as a as a PA aren't you so I think that's a brilliant skill to um take from the PA world to the VA world because you still need those people skills and they're absolutely essential especially you you know your employers are the ones that are shielding you from having to you know when you're a VA, basically, you have to make those contacts. You have to do the networking, don't you? You have to reach out and get in touch with people to get to know them and let them get to know you. You really do. I think you're. I think you're right. I think you know those soft skills that we develop as personal assistants, executive assistants, or ad- administrators of any description, really, yes, are hugely valuable and quite often undervalued in our own worth I think we 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 look at skills and and think oh well you know it's you know having you know hugely experienced skills and high level of skills and things like Microsoft or the tech platforms or the minute taking or you know whatever whatever it might be but we forget the sort of personal attributes that we have on a soft side, like yes. empathy, you know, the, the, the ability to prioritise because you mentally are capable of of identifying what's Completely. key and what's not key. You know, I think I think we undervalue those soft skills, and I would really urge anybody who's kind of sitting out there thinking oh, I really want to do this but I just don't think I've got any skills or experience mm. to think about their own personality yes, and their own completely. personal traits because they do they yes. do hold you in really good stead exactly we touched on the coaching side but how did you find working with a coach and mentor um and how important do you think they are for helping you grow and develop your business? Because I this is I think this is really important. I think it's essential, yeah. you know, because you no no man or woman is an island. You'll never, you know, even even while I was in corporate world, I learned a lot about a lot of things, you know, not mm-hmm. again, not not just the tech, but you learn a lot about business and how things work, you know, uh, you learn a lot about 
uh, very basic marketing um, skills and all that kind of thing. And I think when I, I've had quite a few, um, uh, co- I think I've had about three coaches. I mean, I've yeah. not been coached one-to-one by Amanda, but she's yeah. definitely, you know, one of my mentors. Yeah. And whenever you are working with a coach or a mentor, um, you're, you're learning an awful lot about yourself and how you handle things and how you can handle things differently or better. Um, but also they teach you a lot, don't they? About, you know, they've got a completely different, um, perspective. Um, so they teach you a lot about, you know, the world of business or particular skills or, you know, all those things. And they're like your guiding light, really, aren't they? And, yeah. you know, Amanda's yeah. still there. And I have a business mentor called, um, Jan, who, who's recently really helped me to try and get a plan in place because i'm notoriously invisible online um i'm 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 good when it comes to networking and face-to-face stuff but i'm rubbish when it comes to i am really rubbish and um but she's been she's been great at giving me kind of that kind of practical advice as well yeah that's that's quite interesting i think that's that there are two questions that sort of come out of what you've just said there one is do you think that it's worth looking at having a coach stroke mentor for different areas of either your own confidence or and or a particular business requirement? Yes, I I think it's definitely helped me because I've worked with different people and maybe the focus has been on say growing my uh, virtual assistant business and I'm still in that community and that's you know um you know I've, I've gone to the VA conference two years in a row now it's been absolutely fantastic so I still see myself as a men- uh, member of that community yes, yes. I have a copy coach who obviously yes. keeps me learning and you know reminding me uh, about my writing skills and who are good people to to read about and learn from elsewhere different books to read I've got a whole pile and as well yes, as they can. I have to tell the lovely listeners Sam has got yes. an extensive bookshelf that I think I've ever seen behind yes her. yes it is a proper library of books yes that really is quite amazing loads of books up there <laughs> yeah and surrounding <laughs> very messy office actually it's kind of everything's got its place but yeah, there are books everywhere. <laughs> the important thing is that you know where everything is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Else well, I don't know what a boss would say to me now in the corporate world. They'd be like, oh, my God, you need to tidy up your desk. And I'm like, I can do what I want now. Yeah, clean <laughs> desk policy. Uh-uh, it's my policy. Uh, no. whatever, whatever I say goes. Exactly. And I, I think the coaching thing, I think, is really important because it, they are two distinct things. Yes. Yeah coaching is very different to mentoring it is you know coaching is something about getting you from a to b with a specific purpose and mentoring really is about taking you on a journey which evolves and develops based on what your ultimate goals are exactly people who will hold you accountable for as well but i i think you're right and i think i mean for anybody who's out there it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to also be something that you kind of commit to over a long period of time how did you because finding a coach and mentor who suits you doesn't isn't necessarily as easy as that sounds how did you go about kind of finding the right people for you Sam 
Well, um, when I suppose I, when I first started out in the the, the self employment world, um, I had a coach called Claire, who's more about, and that was at the time when I was sort of looking at um, network marketing, which which I, I didn't enjoy at all in the end. Mm. But she was a brilliant guide for um, you know self development tools. Yeah, um, I went on one of her retreats. That was incredible. I'm still friends with people who are doing completely different things now. Um, I was starting out as a VA then, and of course, you know, she was always trying to coax me to do more of my writing, funnily yeah. enough. And um, and then you know, there's Amanda, who's very straight down the line, um, straight up uh, coach and mentor in the in the VA world. And um, and now uh, Jan, the uh, lady I know now, uh, who's my business mentor, a lady called Jan Kuma. She's a she's a, a marketing expert as well. Yeah. yeah, we're both in our late fifties. She's got a lot of um, um, skills and knowledge about marketing, mm-hmm. uh, but she's also a coach and a mentor. And um, what I'm trying to say is. Um, they're very you? specific aren't they yeah, very specific to you, too. Pra- to you practical yeah. skills where you want to go mm-hmm. and she's been much more of a hand holder for me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I can get in touch with her at any time really on Facebook messenger or whatsapp and just ask her questions about things and she pretty much gets you know straight back to you obviously within reason yes yes, um, yes. but yeah <laughs> Exactly, you know, don't take yeah. me. Yeah, you know, just, but just on that point, as a coach yeah. and mentor, I am not yeah. available at one o'clock in the morning. No, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Or after five, you know, you've got to have your cut off times, don't you? So it's yeah. always got to be during the day. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and I think it's a personal thing, isn't it? Yes. And I don't think that any anyone should be engaging with anybody yeah. that they don't feel that there is that connection yes to get you and you've got to get them uh, otherwise you're always going to feel slightly uncomfortable about the whole thing and you've got exactly. to be completely honest and completely open I really want to come and delve into a little bit more about that sort of light bulb moment for you, which was your discovery and your love of writing. When did you know it was time to sort of really focus in on on that sort of writing piece for you? Well, I'd I'd always written in one form or another um, at school or at college. Um, I did a, a... an HNC high national certificate yeah. in um, community broadcasting where you had to do a lot of writing and development and all that yeah. kind of thing and um and obviously uh, and when I was a volunteer uh, I was a volunteer in Edinburgh for a day center called on the button and we literally wrote articles and cut with scissors and pasted with glue uh, books and magazines together and the magazine was called on the button magazine wow this is back in the 80s very early 90s so we me and my then flatmate still good friend jan another jan <laughs> used to run this magazine which i suppose oh, was a very mini version of the um the is it the shelter um who have a magazine that that people sell on the streets yes yeah absolutely uh, we, we, i'm not saying we were that but it's it was a similar idea, yeah, love, a similar I idea. Love, 
clever. Yeah, so always had a love of writing. And then obviously when um, I went to college and then I eventually moved to London, started working as a PA, uh, writing emails that had to be really, really clear and concise, report writing, all that kind of thing was essential. Yeah. And then obviously over the last few years or so, um, since I embarked on this whole thing, um I've I've had to really develop my um writing skills and I used to write a lot of um posts when I was going to work on the train about my my dread of going to work and all that kind of stuff and I used to write these long posts on the train and then when I went back to uh and I I used to call it things like you know escape from the city part whatever it was yeah. and then um when I went back to Booper to temp for a while it was like return to the city <laughs> and it's back to the city all these funny things you know so I'm is, is, working, Sam, is there is there your own story kind of lurking in the background that might there is I don't know if it's all that interesting really but <laughs> it's like oh I, I'm not sure that that's true I reckon <laughs> probably an awful lot of little stories that are lurking stories there. going on but yeah. um yeah but I I was used to love writing stories anyway for as long as I can remember and then it it was this thing of uh, lots of people saying you should be a writer you should write more and I thought well actually that's something I would really really enjoy you know so I just decided to embark on that you know on on the writing front I guess it would be really interesting to know sort of typically what sort of writing you do and and kind of what I guess I was not a typical client but kind of what what a typical kind of week might look like in terms of what you'd be delivering on the writing side well um well I had to learn a lot about you know the difference between copywriting and um say report writing and and that's very different obviously um because it's based on a lot of human psychology and what makes us tick as human beings and how our brain works and there's a whole fascination with that but um the kind of things I write are website copy yeah and I've just written a whole website for a lady who's a canine VA so she works in the dog industry and not the wonderful Fiona Pedley it is the Fiona Pedley my gorgeous gorgeous Fiona was one of my first ever coaching and mentoring clients oh she's a Amazing. Yeah, she's truly amazing. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Yes. And I loved writing her website. It needs a bit of trimming. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's doing unbelievably yeah, well. She she's she's a yes. she is. She, she's I'm super, super, super proud of you. Yes. I mean, she's she's, I mean I'm proud of all of my clients yes that's exception oh that's amazing. but I am super proud of Fiona I think oh she's, she's incredible she's exceptional yeah she is incredible oh so, I'm really so, so copywriting that. so kind of content writing then for websites yes yes yeah. um uh, copy full copy for websites blogs I write a lot of blogs uh newsletters case studies so if anybody's looking yes. for testimonials there's a way that you can draw just the right juicy bits of information out of people um, doing that sort of thing Sam yeah. do you tend to actually interview people to get interview the information them. for that testimony yes. or that yes. study you do yes yeah so if I if I start on any of my copywriting um new clients I will take every single client depend if it's just short stuff newsletters 
you know, there's usually a brand questionnaire where they want to go, what they want to achieve. Yeah. Um, yeah. with their newsletter, um, or you know, case studies are quite straightforward. Um, and it's just really tapping into somebody's heart really and psyche, uh, just to you know get a really fantastic testimonial out of them for you know the client I'm doing it for. Um, and but with website copy and blogs. And especially if there's a whole series, I'll take them through an hour and a half interview where you really drill very, very deep into who they are, what they want to achieve, you know, their values, um, where they want their brand to go, what their loves are. Um, yeah, it just goes very wide and deep, yeah. you know, and, and their vision for their business and their life, you know. So where do you want to be in a few years, five years time kind of thing? And that's exactly the process I went through with Fiona, for example. And we what was really lovely about that as well is we worked very collaboratively. So, you know, um, I wrote, you know, interviewed her. We had lots of chats. I could ask her any questions um, to clarify anything I needed clarifying. And then I wrote the copy and we worked on that together she was very happy. It is a little bit long in places. So now, because um, I've had stupid cold in COVID, yeah. I've not got round to doing it yeah. yet. Life um, gets in the way. And I life gets in the way. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. need to trim it up a bit. And what was great about being in my coaching uh, group and community as well was I thought I'd take that website copy and ask their advice. And I got such fantastic feedback. Oh, that's actually. Um, coach um, that I know that I can confidently because it's still about confidence go back to Fiona and say I know exactly where we can trim this trim this you know and you'll say exactly the same thing without losing any of the essence you know love that I love that and you obviously both doing that you get to know an individual really really well you do Yes, it's quite personal. Exactly. Exactly. And you do quite a lot of research work as well, don't you, on top of writing. What does that entail? Well, I've done quite a bit of that. And I used to do a lot of research in the city, you know, from events uh, and all those kind of things as well, budgets and that sort of thing. But um, the kind of research I've done is um, I had to pull together some information about different e- areas in in a certain part of in and around Edinburgh and, the, mm-hmm. and Lothian for a lady who wanted to know about certain charity shops and how they were being run okay. and um, all that kind of thing. So there was a lot of information about the uh-huh. RNLI and different charity shops. I can imagine. Um, yes, yeah, so that was really good. So like you know, from um, the amount of money, budgets they had and footfall, um, the kind of people who live in the local area. Oh, to God, so much. What have I done recently? I'm just trying to think. I just finished off some research for a lady who needed to find out as much as possible about tech startups and entrepreneurial startups, um, mainly in the tech world. AI world as well yes. podcasts so I did five hours work for her just finding out as many podcasts uh links as I could and a little bit of background information Brilliant. And I did a few other bits as well like these are the people you should talk to because she wanted very high level yeah. people that she wanted to get on as a guest 
on, on the podcasts. So really yeah, so lots of different subjects. Yeah, lots really interesting. Subjects. And yeah. that that's the classic, you know. I think every one of us BAs or out there would say, Oh well, no two days are the same. And, mm. and that's a really classic example of exactly. how totally diverse it is. Yes. Can you pick a favorite? client relationship where you've kind of really made a difference to that client's business well apart from Fiona because um, it was so lovely and within a couple of days of her releasing her uh, launching her new website um, despite my my oh my god the copy's too long (laughs) um, she did get several inquiries and I think one maybe two converted into paying clients I mean I think that's because she's always on the radar anyway but they they love they they love the website so I think I like to think that I made a difference with that copy there and because she was so lovely and to work with and so collaborative and trusting of me with this big thing that she'd invested money in to pull together that, that was fantastic but the other lovely client I have uh I've only been here with, with him for a couple of weeks is a guy who runs a uh a, I suppose you would call it um end of life living care um wow organization and wow. what he wanted was for me to write blogs about different people's stories who have been in their care and so I've written two so far. I changed, you know, gender, their names, exactly yeah. where they live. Uh, for, you know, for, and, um, yeah, I wrote two blogs and really told the story of the people who had been in their care and the difference it made to their life at the end of their life. Yeah. You know, from you know, somebody who's in their 90s to somebody who had, you know, MS, who was 54, you know. But they had an amazing, yeah. independent, free life. Uh, at the end because of this and that's a very difficult very subject to very emotional very emotive yes yeah yeah I can imagine but well you can clearly turn your hand to anything I mean talk about the different scales of of kind of writing content I mean you can clearly turn your hand to anything that is so impressive still learning still learning all the time I think we are. I think yes. we do. Yes. I mean, I think, you know, if, if we were to really analyse the mm. sort of learning capacity of, of virtual assistants, it's pretty massive. I think we Huge. all are learning every day. And yes. we just, I guess we have to embrace it because of the nature of the work that we do. You know, exactly. anything that's new should never be anything to fear. Just no. embrace it. Just embrace it. Then, learn as much yeah. as you can and, you know. Yeah. During your time sort of working in this industry, how do you find the sort of VA industry as a as a whole? Oh, it's a lovely community. I think it's really, really supportive. Everybody cares, genuinely cares, you know, the people I've met and, and got to know. I don't think, I mean, there's there's always going to be disingenuous people out there in the world um but I haven't I can't say I know anybody who um has terrible ethics or the way they do things in the you know maybe I shouldn't have said that but no they're all lovely and really really supportive and I just know that we're all different and we might not you know I might not be everybody's cup of tea perhaps I you know but you go through life just getting to know people on a genuine level yeah. and every time we've gone to the, the VA conference only like this year and last year 
um it's just been so friendly and warm and welcoming you yeah. know and everybody's been massively supportive i'm gonna have to go i haven't i've never been um oh, I, you I, have I, to. I'm such a country mouse hidden away in the wilds of gloucestershire oh. i i mean i do go to london quite a lot for yes. work um but i i sort of just very rarely have dipped into those kind of outside events for the va industry and i just think you know i've i really have got to start setting some time aside oh you would love it, it. honestly would you would really love it. it and then yeah. you can spend some time in dorsets as well you know yes. so it's, it's gorgeous yes I we're coming to the end now, but I I always finish off because I'm fascinated about this particularly. Where do you see yourself and your business in five years' time? Well, I well, I I like to think I will be on less of a roller coaster, mm. um, and um, established as a, a writer and really enjoying it as much as I am now. Yeah. Yeah. But just feeling like, you know, I've got some fabulous, wonderful clients, but also that I'm actually making a real difference to people's yes. businesses because it's not all about the sale, is it? You know, and, you know, you, you've, got, you've got to do everything in a really ethical way, and kind way, genuinely. Mm. I just believe if we, you know, could just make a difference by just being decent human beings, that would be enough for me. So, yeah, I mean, I just really want a simple life, Katie. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. a simple life where you're just happy, you're loving what you're doing, you're earning enough money and you're making a difference, yeah. genuinely. So, yes, yeah. That's a real mantra to live by. I think, yeah, I, I could quite happily roll up in that simplicity, I think. Is yes. Good. I really yes. do. I think we, we, we have this sort of tendency to complicate our own lives and we don't have to. Exactly. Um, but Over trying things. to strip out yeah. the complexities and keep things simple can be really challenging. Definitely. Um, you know, really difficult to do. Sam, you've been an absolute delight. I knew oh. you would be from Thank the moment you. we chatted before we started recording. Thank <laughs> you so much you. for spending you know some time chatting with me out of I know what is busy time for you so I really appreciate it I will make sure that all your details are available in the show oh, thank notes. you so, so much anybody who's looking for any written support be it copywriting content yes. writing yeah brochures newsletters whatever please sure. reach out to Sam um she's clearly doing a fantastic job and I know Fiona would have very high standards so very definitely um so sam thank you and um we'll keep in touch definitely well thank you so much katie for your time it was absolute pleasure lovely to meet you at long last thank you pleasure thank you so much for listening please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels, all the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes, or even if you would like to be a guest yourself. <laughs>